Here's what's coming up on today's show. And so if we can pay our fair share of taxes with that and use the tax code properly, that's where we can try to save those pennies, turn them into dollars, and ultimately give you more spending money every month of your retirement. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Hey, hey, it's another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Walter Storholt here with Scott Dugan, co-founder, managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you all across the country based out of the Kansas City metro area. We're online with more episodes and info at listentoscott.com. We're tapping into that 21-plus years of experience in the financial planning world, and uh, can't wait to put Scott to the test today and get to uh, benefit from his knowledge of this space. Scott, it's good to be with you, my friend. What's going on in your world? I'm excited to be here. It's unbelievable. We're here into September and uh, fall is going to be around the corner. And so really looking forward to that time of year. Peek behind the scenes to our listeners. Uh, we're recording this on the launch of the NFL season. So it's it's that Thursday, that first game of the year. Scott, I know the, the Chiefs aren't playing, but uh, you'll still be keeping an eye out. You're doing some pre-research on the Bills, I would imagine, at this point, right? <laughs> We all know we're heading for some showdowns later in the year between those two. Uh, definitely, definitely. We got to. I hope the Chiefs put together a solid season for for themselves and the fans for sure. I can't believe people have been kind of sleeping a little bit on the Chiefs this year, saying, "Oh, they're going to take a step back. They're not going to be good." Please, I'll believe that when I see it. So. <laughs> yeah. Time will tell. That's right. Exactly. Well, let's dive into today's topic, Scott, because it is a good one. We're going to cover those five ways taxes can rise in how to protect yourself on today's show. And it's such an important topic when it comes to taxes, especially as it relates specifically to retirement, because after all, the more you pay in taxes, the less income you'll have to spend. It's sort of that like, uh, you know, a, a penny saved is a penny earned. It's like the opposite of that, right? A, dollar, a penny lost to taxes is a penny you can't go spend on something else. And uh, I think when we kind of really wrap our minds around that, Scott, it really elevates the importance of tax planning in a retirement plan. And I can't wait to talk about this with you today. Absolutely. Because let's face it, you, you buy groceries, you pay for things, vacations, with the after-tax dollars. So after the Internal Revenue Service gets their portion, that's what you get to spend. So, you know, we always think and always talk about we want to minimize taxes as much as legally possible. We're not talking about crazy things. We're not talking about, you know, offshore accounts or anything like that. It's just there's a tax code. You, you mean we're not taking a trip to the Caymans on the show today? We're Yeah, we're not going to be <laughs> moving the podcast to the Cayman Islands for tax purposes. Uh, but no, so that's the we our clients work very very hard for their money, and they made wise choices and saved that money so they could have a a substantial enough nest egg that they could turn that into a paycheck once they left paid work, and so if we can pay our fair share of taxes with that and use the tax code properly, uh, that's where we can try to save those pennies, turn them into dollars, and ultimately give you more spending money every month of your retirement. 
So by exploring these five ways taxes can rise in retirement, we're going to reveal that knowledge on the episode today and then talk about ways that, you know, if, we, if we're aware that these are the ways that taxes can rise, we can then protect against these things so that we're theoretically then saving on taxes. And we're not talking about just saving a couple of bucks here and there, like following some of these things we're going to talk about on the show today, Scott, can uh, be thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in savings, I would imagine, for some folks and could make or break a financial plan for many people. Most definitely. And, and everyone's situation is going to be different. Uh, that's why we don't believe in cookie cutter type of financial plans. Uh, but yeah, we want to make sure that we optimize everything that we can, that we have control over in someone's plan. And you've heard me say it, if you've listened to this podcast for a while or been to read of any of our things that, you know, the investments are a matter of opinion taxes are a matter of fact uh, because someone says hey my investments better than the one you have that's just an opinion there's not necessarily any guarantee around that uh, but if we can help someone save 5 10 15 20 percent in taxes this year or over year after year during retirement using the tax code that's using facts that's using the information we have today and we don't know what the future is going to bring uh, we do know that if Nothing is done. Uh, the 2018 tax cuts uh, will expire on 1231 of 2025, and we revert back to the taxes tax rates that we were in 2017 uh, with some inflation adjustments. So we know that if nothing happens, taxes are set to go up if no action is taken. And so we're operating with that idea that we have a window of time between now and 1231-2025 to get a lot of heavy lifting done from a tax planning perspective for clients that it makes sense to do that for. And when you think about taxes, and especially taxes in retirement, there's really three possibilities for your taxes. And number one, your taxes could be lower in retirement than they are today. And really, this is the premise of tax-deferred savings vehicles like your 401k, uh, your 403b, your IRAs. Essentially, you defer your taxes to the future in hopes that your tax rate will be lower in retirement than it is during your working year. So that's one possibility for your taxes. Uh, the second possibility is your taxes could be the same in retirement as they are today. So a saver who wants to maintain their pre-retirement lifestyle once they are retired, they often need to maintain a similar annual income in retirement. So for these savers, their tax rate may stay the same in retirement because their income needs stay the same in retirement. Now, a caveat to that that can make that you know, potentially not be true is if you think about when you're retired, a lot of the things that you, a lot of the tools that you had to minimize taxes along the way, a lot of those are gone. Uh, one could be, hey, you're not deferring money into your 401k or an IRA anymore. So you're not deferring those taxes. So that is not available for tax savings. You may not be able to deduct the interest on your mortgage because it's paid off. And depending on your income situation, uh, you may not be donating as much. And you decide, hey, I want to volunteer. I'm going to spend my time with the organizations that, that I want to support. Well, what does the IRS think about you and your volunteering? Well, there's no tax deduction for that. And hopefully... Uh, when you are retired, uh, you don't have dependents at home uh, that are still on the 
the bank account uh, that are you know taking withdrawing savings for them. And so it is rare, uh, especially with our clients, that they are in the same tax brackets as when they are working. And finally, where a lot of people, uh, I know having conversations with hundreds of people and our, all of our advisors here, our team, they have an inkling or a belief that taxes could be higher in the future than they are today. And that's a risk many savers are beginning to understand. And with our current federal debt and recent congressional spending, uh, tax rates in the future could be higher than they are today. It's a, it's a real possibility. It's really quite counter to what the presumed situation was going to be from a couple of decades ago, where it was that first kind of uh, bullet point that you detailed, right? That like, oh, your taxes are going to be lower in retirement. That was almost assumed across the board um, you know, in, in past years of retirement planning. But more and more, it seems to be shifting into that new direction that you indicated, Scott. And so that's why it's so important to understand just what the, the why. Why are taxes maybe going to rise in your retirement years? Because if we can un- uncover that, we can prevent against it, right? Absolutely. And, and hey, we all know I am in not possession of a crystal ball. Right? I, I cannot predict the future. However, we can consider some of the potential ways your taxes could rise in retirement. And it really can be important for you to understand these factors and consider whether they could potentially impact your retirement approach. So important to note that this, what we're talking about today, we're not providing le- you know, tax, legal, or investment advice. Uh, we're just talking broad brushstrokes, potential issues, strategies that are out there. And of course, before you institute anything or implement anything, you want to make sure you seek proper counsel uh, to guide you through that process. All right, perfect. And of course, you can always reach out to Scott Dugan and the team uh, at Elevated Retirement Group. 913-393-4724 is that number. If you've got any questions about something that we cover on the show today, and you can also go to listentoscott.com. All right, Scott, you want to jump into the five ways taxes can rise in retirement? Absolutely. So number one, and we'll summarize these at the end. Uh, number one could be you change tax brackets. Surprise. So your federal tax bracket determines what percentage or what portion of your income you'll, you'll owe in taxes. And depending on your the makeup of your financial plan, some of you are not going to be able to maintain the same tax bracket throughout retirement. And one reason for that is that Tax brackets change, let's say if a spouse passes away and the surviving spouse moves from filing married joint to filing as a single tax filer. Now, if that happens, you lose a spouse, that single filer bracket rates are applied to significantly less incomes. Another, think of it another way. When you're a single tax filer, your income, much lower income threshold, you climb those tax rates faster and faster. And that's where we've talked about before a married couple that has two social security checks, let's say it's, you know, $30,000 and, you know, they're taking $20,000 out of their IRA to make ends meet. So they're taking about $50,000, you know, that couple is going to pay roughly $1,500 in federal tax. Now, the same amount of income, say you lose a Social Security check and the surviving spouse maybe increases the distribution from their IRA, which is, remember, tax deferred. We need to pay the tax when you take out of it. 
that surviving spouse is going to pay closer to $5,400 for the same amount of gross income. So losing that spouse, that impact of losing a spouse is important to understand. And because if you look at those scenarios, kind of stress test your plan against that, you may think, hey, you know what? If that happens financially, the surviving spouse is going to be fine. Some people may uncover, hey, we may need to put in something here uh, to help mitigate this, something that kicks in and shores up income and gives us some tax flexibility. Uh, so that's one of the biggest ways uh, that you can change your tax bracket in retirement. Okay, so good first point. But uh, you changing your bracket's not the only thing where brackets kind of enter the equation. Tax brackets, number two, you know, tax brackets can change around you. So even if your filing status stays the same in retirement, they could change around you, meaning, you know, Congress passes a new law impacting tax brackets. You know, like I started the show today, you know, 2017, Congress passed and the president signed into law comprehensive tax reform, and it's sometimes known as the Trump tax cuts. Now, this legislation temporarily lowered tax bracket rates for many Americans, but this law and its lower bracket rates will expire into 2025. That means in 2026, obviously, they're going to go back to the older, higher levels. And so you want to make sure that you're not going to be surprised by that. Now, if you're one of our clients, we've run those scenarios many times. We keep track of those things. Um, but if you're not, if you've been a longtime listener or just listening for the first time, uh, that's something we think is very important for you to have an understanding of the what if something like that happened. Yeah, it's in like that next one, just as an example, they don't even have to pass anything that changes those tax brackets around you. Just just letting it expire would change some things dramatically for some folks. Oh, definitely. And number three with that, you know, deductions, well, they're eliminated, you know. Your tax bracket is only one factor that can potentially impact your taxes in retirement. And how much of your income is subject to taxation is another way you could possibly pay more taxes in retirement than you ever planned. So example, if, if you make $100,000 a year and can deduct $20,000 from that, you're likely pay taxes on about $80,000 of taxable income. But if next year you can only deduct 10,000 of that, now you're suddenly paying tax on $90,000 of taxable income instead. Now, the bracket didn't change, but you ended up paying more in taxes because more of your hard-earned income was subject to taxation. So again, in the 2017 federal tax reform legislation, we saw an elimination of some deductions. So it is an area Congress could return to in the future. All right. So, so far, three ways your taxes can rise in retirement. Two other specific ones in a moment. But I do want to let folks know, Scott, that if you want to get some more detail about what we're talking about on the episode today, we do have a handy guide um, in PDF format. So this is easy for you to download and check out that walks through with some additional details, some of the things that we're talking about on the episode today. It recaps these five ways that your taxes can rise in retirement. So go check out the, check that out. We're going to link to it in the description of today's notes in the show notes section of the program today. So just go check that out. You'll see a link where you can download that PDF, review these five ways your taxes can rise in retirement, plus some additional information as well. All right. So what about the fourth way that we see this, uh, this tax situation increase on folks in retirement sometimes? Well, there could be a situation 
where the way assets are taxed changes. So you could end up paying more in tax in the future if the government changes the way retirement assets are taxed. So give you an example of this. Uh, Social Security, before 1984, Social Security benefits were not taxable. So based on the legislation passed in 1983, Social Security payments became taxable up to 50% of the benefits. And then in 1993, that amount was raised to 85%. So Congress could potentially pass new legislation making an even higher amount of the benefit taxable for some retirees. So if that happened, you could pay more in taxes because more of your retirement income would be subject to taxation. So again, stroke of a pen, a large amount of income that flows into retirees' bank accounts has been taxed in 84 and then in 93, and it increased tax revenue and reduced spendable income for some Americans out there. That's a great point. I I know it's not the same situation, but I'm just thinking about the uh, the the recent kind of conversation about forgiving student loans mm-hmm. and how everyone you know there were people who were very excited about that who you know owe money on those loans, but then it was uh, but the states are probably going to tax uh, you know this 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 loan forgiveness and it was like oh <laughs> like yeah. we, it was the old butt sandwich moment like we're gonna do this but, but uh, you're gonna get taxed gonna, there yeah and. And there's an example of, you know, that we'll see if that rolls through, but it, is it a long-term fix? And I know I just read the recent study of independent research, uh, so no partisan politics here, uh, but it, the amount of student loans that would be forgiven, uh, we're, at, we're at a certain level, then it drops. Uh, within four years, we're back to that level. Wow. amount owed. So it's a temporary Band-Aid. Definitely Band-Aid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's it's more like a piece of toilet paper when you cut yourself shaving and you put that on there and you hope that stops it. It's a, <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I get it. I understand what they're trying to do. And again, not not on one side or the other, but I just know that we're, we're, we're stemming the bleeding, but surgery is still needed. Yes. There's, there's some systemic problems um, that we need to address to really make lasting changes. Okay. All right. So there's four ways taxes can rise in retirement. I'm going to take a stab at the fifth one, Scott. Um, and that's just the things we don't know yet. The, the, there could just be new taxes invented. It's, it's not always manipulating already existing stuff, right? There could be something totally new that comes out. Oh, absolutely. You know, that, Taxes in retirement could be higher because Congress passes new taxes on retirement assets. Not too long ago, there was a discussion of this during the congressional debate over President Biden's Build Back Better agenda. Uh, The legislation in Congress included trillions of dollars in new government spending, and to offset that spending, trillions of dollars in new taxes. So an example would be one tax provision included in the House Democrats' bill enacted a new annual required minimum distribution from qualified retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks. Now, this required minimum distribution would be applicable at any age, and it would be triggered when a saver's retirement assets reached a value above a congressionally mandated limit. So that proposal would require savers above this cap to withdraw from their amounts accounts 50% of the excess above the cap each year, whether they need the income or not. And so what does that mean? That means that they would pay taxes on that withdrawal 
in essence, ending the tax preferred status of those funds. And again, that's not being political. That's just an example of something that's been written. Uh, and it's a way to raise revenue on people that they say, hey, what we're going to do is say, we've determined that there's you can only have so much money in your account. And that's mandated by the government. And if you exceed that amount, you got to take out half that amount and pay taxes on it now, no matter what your age is. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it's those are things that are being batted around now. Yeah. And and that's probably just the tip of the iceberg, right? Definitely, definitely. And and when you think about this, you know, a lot of experts believe Congress will need to raise additional tax revenue in the near term. Let's, let's face it, our national debt has swelled to more than thirty trillion dollars. Right. And we're now we're debating trillions of dollars in new spending priorities. When I can remember not too long ago, it was billions. Now we're talking about trillions. And so simply put, I mean, there's every reason to believe Washington will be searching for more tax revenue in the near term. And recent congressional debate shows retirement accounts are a key place Congress may look. And that's just, those are just the facts because that you've got about $30 trillion in national debt and there's a, about $30 trillion saved in IRAs and 401ks. So, you know, what's that old saying? Why do you rob banks? Well, cause that's where all the money is. <laughs> Wait, where's, where's the most savings in the America? They're in IRAs and 401ks. That's a tax deferred stash of money that if they can figure out ways to get money out of it now, uh, they will sacrifice long-term benefit for short-term cash flow. Follow the money, in other words. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if I'm preparing for retirement, Scott, maybe maybe I'm working uh, still a couple of years away. Maybe it is on the horizon, but kind of wherever I am along that spectrum, you know, I'm mostly focused on saving, right? I'm trying mm -hmm. to save as much as I can in these final years to prepare for retirement. Maybe I'm starting to think about how much I spend in retirement, how much income I'm going to need. You know, taxes is complex. Taxes is hard to wrap your mind around. So how do we, how does that raise in my consciousness as somebody who's preparing for retirement? Like, what do I need to be doing now to get ready for this? Is this something we just cross this bridge when we get to it in retirement? Are there things we can put in place now to start counteracting some of these different possibilities of tax increases? What could somebody in my position do as they're looking to try and evaluate, you know, having tax be a bigger portion of the conversation and the mm -hmm. thought about retirement? Well, I think the sooner that you start researching and addressing the issue, the better off that you are. And we can only go from today forward. I can't, we can't go backwards. So we need to focus on where are we today and where do we want to go in the future? How do we want to be set up for the future in case something does happen? Like we, we see the appetite for revenue for the federal government. It's still continue to increase. And so to boil it down, you, you really, when you think about tax and retirement, you really want a plan that protects you against the two big related risks, right? And one talking about that tax risk, which is the risk your taxes are not lower in the future than they are today because your income needs or your filing status, right? And the other one is legislative risk, meaning which is the risk our government introduces new or expanded taxes that impact your retirement approach. So those are the two things you want to focus on. But I think it's really, you need to be forward-looking and project out in the future to say, let's say if you're 60 years old today and you're going to retire at 70, well, we know between 60 and 70, 
we used to call this the golden decade, can be the perfect time to strategically move money from an IRA or a 401k to a Roth IRA or Roth 401k or a complimentary account from a tax perspective. And so we could take 10 years to do that. That would be optimal if we could do that over that time. And so I think you want to look at this, is what you talked about. What do you need? What foundational plan do we need to put in place? When you leave paid work, how are you going to receive a paycheck on a consistent basis so you can spend confidently throughout retirement? That's what people want to know. Am I going to have enough? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to run out of money? And is a curveball life like healthcare going to, going to wipe us out? Those are the things we all think about, we all worry about, and things we talk about. Good planning helps address those. It helps you look forward to say, if this happens, making some assumptions, would you be better off then if you made some changes today over time to prepare you for the uncertainty of the future? And so I think it's that forward-looking review. Are you on track? Where's your opportunity to maximize and optimize your plan? And those could be things like long-term tax planning, meaning do we do Roth conversions? Do we move money from tax-deferred accounts to the LERP, you know, the Life Insurance Retirement Plan? All those things we want to look at, are they options for you? They're not going to be right for everyone, obviously, but we need to know what are the things we can take advantage of, and if they are available, how big of an impact are they going to make? Because there's some pain to go through some of those steps, because you've got to pay some of those taxes now to prepare you to insulate yourself from future tax increases. And that's a bulk of what we do. And if you're one of our clients, you know that we've been doing a lot of that work behind the scenes for a long time for your benefit. Well, again, if you have questions about what we've talked about on the show today, I know it'll greatly help you whenever you start talking about taxes to have those experts on your side who can help navigate that conversation um, and really look at things in that custom way, making sure that it's evaluated with your particular situation in mind. And that's what they do at uh, Elevated Retirement Group. So if you'd like to meet with the team or ask a couple of questions first, feel free to get in touch. Uh, best way to do it is pick up the phone, give them a call at 913-393-4724. That's 913-393-4724. Or go online to listen to scott.com and you can find out more info there about how to get in touch or just check the description of today's show. We've got resources and contact information there. And one more time, I'll point out to you, that's where we have this PDF, uh, this downloadable guide that walks you through the things that we've covered on today's show, those five ways taxes can rise and how to protect yourself and looking at some of the detail, some of the resources that we have pointed out there for you. It's uh, very easy to follow, and I think it would be a great supplement to what we've talked about on the show. And feel free to share that with other people as well who you might think uh, would benefit from the info. Uh, Scott, great walkthrough on this one. Any final thoughts before we wrap up for the episode? I think the, the main takeaway is that you know we want to be proactive in our approach to evaluating future tax issues and tax planning. Uh, you don't want to be reactive. And that's the, I think we're always better off when we anticipate and are proactive and not be surprised by some of the things that, you know, may pop up over time. So again, if, if you have been working with us for a long time, if you have questions, let's sit down, walk through, make sure that 
everything is thoroughly understood. Again, if you're listening to our show for a while, if you have questions, this may be the right time to reach out, sit down, have a discussion about your situation and see if there's room for improvement in your current plan. Very good. Well, thank you, Scott. We appreciate the guidance and uh, we'll look forward to another episode next time around. Looking forward to it, Walter. All right. Take care. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Come back and join us for another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Until then, take care. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.